Hello, everyone. Welcome to the It Is Better to Know podcast with Cecilia and Anne, where we break down the most complicated health topics and make them easier for you to understand. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of It Is Better to Know with Anne and Cecilia. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Or maybe this is the first episode that you're tuning into. Either way, welcome. We're very excited to bring you a second episode. Well, now it's October, which is the start of the flu season. It brings forth yet another challenge that we're going to have to face amidst the COVID pandemic. And did you know that people are actually referring to this as the twindemic? Twindemic? Uh, no, tell me. I don't want to Google this. Well, it's nothing scary, but uh, twindemic. Well, I guess it is scary, but nothing scary will sh- will sh- shoot up in your Google images or anything. But it basically refers to the flu season coming when we already have a pandemic going on with COVID and, and all. So it means that we might see lots and lots of people getting sick as both COVID and the flu viruses circulate, especially since it's predicted that there may be a second wave of COVID in the fall. That's a great point. I know there's a lot of talk about a second wave, and I guess since there's COVID-19, there's no uh, vaccine yet, it only makes sense for people to want to get a flu vaccine this year, right? I think so too. I think uh, more so now than ever. And with all the issues we've had this year, I think people are finally starting to see the benefits of the flu shot. And if you haven't received a flu shot in previous years, this is the year that you should really get it. You can become an influencer. Get it? Influencer? (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Thank you. I try. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So last year, 42% of Canadians received their flu shot. Have you heard that 57% of Canadians are planning to get their flu shot this year? Ah, that's amazing. That's quite quite an increase. And because of the demand, the Canadian provinces and territories have actually placed the largest order ever for flu shots. Together we have ordered 22% more doses of the flu shot compared to last year. So before we uh, keep going, as a bit of background, I think it's a good idea if we cover for our listeners what the flu really is. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the flu is short for influenza, and it's a respiratory illness that spread through the air. So if an infected person sneezes, coughs, or talks, the virus gets into the air and onto surfaces, and you can become infected when you breathe in the virus, or when you touch contaminated surfaces and then touch your eyes or your mouth or your nose. That's a great and simple explanation of influenza. But let's continue further. What are the symptoms of the flu? Good question. So symptoms of the flu appear very quickly, and they often involve the entire body. So when you get the flu, you can also get severe chills, aches, or pain. And you can also get symptoms like sudden onset of high fever, which can last up to four days, You can get severe headaches and extreme tiredness, sometimes lasting for more than three weeks. And other symptoms might include cough, poor appetite, sore throat, and runny nose. Sometimes in babies and young children, it's actually more common to also see vomiting and loose stools. I know there will be people listening and thinking, fever and chills, cough, body aches and pain, headache, sore throat, feeling very unwell. I mean, all the symptoms are very similar to COVID. Ah, that's a good point. They, they are very similar to COVID. But one thing that you can um, uh, use to differentiate it, if one of your symptoms is a new loss of taste or smell, 
that's more of a COVID symptom and not a symptom of the flu. And also keep in mind that just because a person is not showing symptoms, that doesn't mean that they are not infected with the flu. You can actually spread the virus one day before you even show any symptoms and continue spreading the virus for five days after symptoms start. I also want to point out that everyone is at risk of getting the flu viruses. So again, even if you're healthy and you think your immune system can fight off the virus, it is important for you to get the flu shot, not only to protect yourself, but also to protect your families and the people that you care for who are considered high risk. Okay, can you clarify who's considered high risk? Well, that's a good question. Children under five years old, pregnant women, people who are 65 years or older, indigenous person, people who live in a nursing home, people who have weak immune system or chronic health problems such as congestive heart failure, asthma, diabetes. Hmm, thank you. And I think people also need to remember that there is no cure for influenza. So it's best to prevent it by getting the flu shot. That's why it's important for children over six months to get the flu shot. Yes, the flu shot should be on everyone's bucket list this season. Now, one other thing I want to mention is that the vaccine does not give enough immune protection to be useful for infants less than six months. It is important to offer the flu vaccine to caregivers, though, as infants are at high risk of flu-related illnesses. Hmm. Okay, so yeah, we tell people to make sure to get the flu shot, but a common question we get asked is, how effective is the flu vaccine? Anne, could you go into that a little bit? Sure. I guess influenza is caused by influenza A and B viruses. Since the viruses change every year, there can be new types of viruses or new strains. And as a result, new vaccines are made each year. Effectiveness changes every year. And this depends on how well the vaccine matches the virus that are circulating. But even if it doesn't match the virus perfectly, it helps you from getting really sick from it. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think people would be more empowered to get the flu shot if they know all the facts. So let's discuss the question, how serious is the flu? Well, the flu, like you know, can lead to pneumonia, an infection of the lungs, or make other health problems worse. Most healthy people get sick but get better within 10 days. However, some people... Even those who are young and healthy can get very sick and die. Now, every year in Canada, more than 10,000 people have to be hospitalized and over 3,000 will die each year. Gosh, those are scary statistics. I, I can't emphasize enough how important it is to get the flu shot every year. Exactly. But are you ready to hear my Jojen War analogy? I sure. need to listen. Yeah, I need to convince our listener why they need to get the flu shot this year. Okay, I, I like analogies. I'm ready to listen to any analogy that would help. Well, think of this as going to war every winter, right? So if you know your enemies are coming, don't you want to be prepared and have your army ready to fight? Yeah, I guess so. It's always good to be prepared. Well, that's what the vaccine does. It gives your immune system a visual image of the bad guys in advance which is important because your immune system needs two weeks to prepare an army. Now, after that, your immune system is ready to fight. It knows to recognize the bad guys and destroy it. I love that analogy. That's awesome. I'm going to think of that uh, every year as I prepare to get my flu shot. Because otherwise, it'll be like winter is coming and the flu is coming. But if you get the flu shot, you'll be prepared. 
<laughs> All right. So let's move on to the another question、um, I get asked from a lot of people: is when will the flu shot be available? Yeah, people ask this question so often, especially in September. Everyone wants to be the first one to get the vaccine. It's like a race. So although you can get influenza anytime, it is most common in the winter months. So that's why in Canada, the flu shot is available usually from mid to late October, all the way to March. So Anne, can you also tell our listeners a little bit about the different types of flu vaccines available? Of course. So the vaccine will protect against three strains: two influenza A, H1N1, and H3N2, and one influenza B, a fourth strain, which will have protection against an additional fourth strain. Um, an additional B strain. Then there is either standard dose or high dose. The high dose vaccine contains four times the amount as a regular flu vaccine, and the vaccine can either contain weakened viruses and be delivered as a nasal spray or inactivate a kill virus, which is injected、um, injected into your upper arm muscle. Now, flu vaccine can also be made using、uh, an adjuvant、uh, that that is an ingredient added to the vaccine to help create a stronger immune response. There are different manufacturers and vaccine products on the market as well. Yeah, so you mentioned the different types of vaccines available, and I know every year the provincial and territorial health authorities decide which one of these vaccines available for purchase will actually become part of the publicly funded flu vaccine program. Do you know which one's being purchased this year? Well, public funding for each vaccine varies, and not all products on the market will be made available to the public. Different vaccines are approved for different age groups, and some are not recommended for certain groups of people. But for the most part, there will be a separate one for sure for six months and older, and for people sixty-five and older,、uh, especially those living in a long-term care facility, they will most likely get the high-dose vaccine. Hey, so what if seniors living in the community also want to get the high-dose vaccine? Do they even have the option to do that?、Mm, well, currently, high-dose vaccine are reserved only for those living in long-term facility.、Um, older people living in the community. I guess they do have the option to get the high dose vaccine if they choose to pay out of pocket for it. Oh, but it's probably not cheap, though, hey. No, but then nothing good is ever cheap, right? Yeah, good point.、Uh, will there also be enough vaccines for everyone who wants to get one? Well, the good news is, despite COVID and all, at this time, no supply issues are expected, and. I know there are people who don't know much about the flu vaccine, or this is their first time getting it. Cecilia, do you want to share with our listeners some common and rare side effects for the flu shot? Sure. So some people might get pain at the injection site. Others might also get fever, chills, headaches, body aches, feeling tired, poor appetite, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, sore throat, cough, or runny nose. Similar symptoms to a flu. But unlike the flu, these side effects are mild, and they tend to go away in a few days. The whole shebang, hey! But I guess for fever or pain, be sure to check with your pharmacist to see which medication and dosage to take to help with your symptoms. That's right. And in some rare cases, people may have a serious allergic reaction called anaphylaxis. That's why it's important to stay for 15 minutes after you receive your injection. But overall, the flu shot is safe for the majority of people, even people with egg allergies. 
However, it should not be given to people who have had an anaphylactic reaction to a previous dose or people who have developed Guillain-Barre syndrome within six weeks of a previous dose and people who have experienced ocular respiratory syndrome uh, within 24 hours of getting the flu shot. Yeah, let's quickly re, um, explain some terms here. Guillain-Barre syndrome, GBS, is called an autoimmune disease. It is a rare neurological disorder where the person's immune system begins to attack the body healthy nerves. About only one case per million vaccinations, though. And the symptoms of GBS can range from brief weakness to complete paralysis. Now, fortunately, even the most severe case, about 70% of people with GBS eventually recover. Ocular respiratory syndrome, on the other hand, is the presence of bilateral red eyes and at least one respiratory, uh, respiratory syndromes, cough, wheeze, chest tightness, difficult breathing, swallowing, hotness, or sore throat, and with or without facial edema. Now, Cecilia, um, speaking of the flu shot, how many doses uh, do I need? Ah, so you only need one dose each season. But there is an exception, and that's for kids under 9 years of age. They will actually need two doses when receiving the vaccine for the first time in their life, at a minimum four weeks apart. And the reason for that is that they are less likely to have come into contact with the virus so the first vaccine actually primes the body's immune system, and the second ensures that they're actually protected. Mm, so it is important to get the full two doses in this case. That's right. Um, I guess another question I've often been asked by older adults is whether a booster dose is required. Hmm. Okay. I guess, yeah, well, and the answer is a single dose is sufficient, and a booster dose or two doses of vaccine will not help improve the immune system during the same influenza season. Uh, if you think you're at high risk, you have the option to pay for a high-dose vaccine. Otherwise, how I feel is any flu vaccine is better than none. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. And there's some people who actually fear that you can get the flu from the flu vaccine. How, how do you usually, you usually respond to that, Anne? Again, the flu vaccine does not contain live virus. So influenza vaccine cannot cause influenza. Also, um, there is no association between childhood vaccine and neurodevelopmental outcomes, including autistic spectrum disorders. Ah, we've come to this. Yeah, this is a big debate for Jenny McCarthy and her stance on vaccines. It sure was. Not sure what became of it, though. Yeah, me too. Now I'm curious. Yes, please Google it and update me. Um, okay, so we digress. Now, just to be clear, influenza immunization does not protect against a common cold, which most people often mistaking their symptom as the flu. Sorry, what? I was too busy Googling. Cecilia. <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry, back to the flu. Okay, so yeah, so the common cold is actually caused by different kinds of viruses and cannot be prevented by the flu shot, unfortunately. For a cold, it's more common to get nasal symptoms like sneezing or runny or stuffy nose. But flu symptoms, like I said before, they usually involve the whole body. Headache, chills, aches, body pain, and extreme tiredness are rarely symptoms of common cold. And also symptoms of the common cold appear gradually, not as quickly as the flu. Exactly. 
Most people don't realize the similarity between the cold and flu. So I'm just going to repeat this again. If you have symptoms but without the severe headache, the sudden high fever, or the body aches and pain, you got a cold and not a flu. A lot of people are also wondering how long does it take for the flu vaccine to work. It takes about two weeks for your body to develop the antibodies. <laughs> Right. This reminds me of your Trojan War analogy. It'll take two weeks for your army to be prepared. See, I'm yes. going to remember this for life. So that's why it's important to get the vaccine early in the winter months. Hey, so so I guess the best time is like the beginning of the flu season in October or November. Hmm. Now let's get into another question that many people are asking: Will the flu shot this year protect me against COVID nineteen too? Ah, oh, that's a very popular question. But the answer to that is no. These are completely different viruses, and researchers are still working on developing and testing the COVID-19 vaccine. It is important to get the flu shot every year, but it's especially important this year for a number of reasons. Number one, people who are at high risk of complications from getting COVID-19 are generally also at higher risk of complications from getting the flu. So I'm talking about seniors and people with pre-existing medical conditions. Yes. Yeah, so what you can do to reduce your chances of getting the um, the flu is to get your flu shot. That helps at least one of the viruses. Uh, especially important for people who are at high risk of complications. Hopefully, less burn on the healthcare system. Yeah, that's right. And that brings me to my second point. So if our hospitals are filled with people who are critically ill with the flu, that means less beds are available for those with COVID. And like we know, there's no vaccine available for COVID yet. Hmm. Well, what are your thoughts on this next question here? Can people be infected with both the flu and COVID at the same time? Oh, that's that's difficult to say. I I don't really know the answer to that, and right now I don't think anybody knows. But this could be particularly important for children because they don't seem to be highly susceptible to COVID, but we do know that they are at high risk for the flu. So right now it's really um, unknown what would happen if they got both at the same time. So again, that brings us back to our point: how it's very important for children over six months to make sure to get the flu shot. Also, children are very germy, and and they're super spreaders of the flu. Yeah, my my little niece uh, that we posted on Instagram. Yeah, she picks up everything and licks it, <laughs> and <laughs> and then she would try to feed it to me. Oh gosh, I mean, it's getting worse. <laughs> I know. I keep telling her that such generosity is not welcome, but you know she's. She's so young and she doesn't really understand. Yeah, I think she's uh, just trying to give you a gift, right? But that's children for you, just spreading germs unknowingly. Yeah, I guess the point we're trying to say here is that by bringing your kids to get the flu shot, it also protects others as well. Mm-hmm. And if we could reduce the chances of getting the flu, this could also help decrease unnecessary testing for COVID. Because as you guys probably remember, a lot of the symptoms of flu and the COVID. They're actually quite similar. Mm-hmm. Similar to COVID, you can prevent spreading the flu viruses by using alcohol-based hand sanitizer. Often, don't touch your face, okay? Especially after you touch contaminated surfaces, aka young children, <laughs> and and cover your cough or sneeze into your arm or tissue and not your hand. Stay home when you are sick. 
Just remember to wear mask in public places, and when possible, wash your hands with water for at least 20 seconds. Yeah, and I know people will be like, "How will I know if 20 seconds have passed?" And you can actually hum the happy birthday song to yourself from the beginning to the end twice, and that'll be 20 seconds. Ooh, are you going to sing it for us? Uh, not this time, but maybe keep tuning in. Maybe you'll get lucky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, um, where can people actually get the flu shot? I know that uh, this year, with a lot of doctor's offices encouraging like phone or virtual visits instead of in-person visits, it's probably going to be more difficult to get one, I would imagine. Yeah, I would feel that community pharmacists will play definitely a huge role in helping people get immunized with the flu shot this year. But remember, although vaccine is encouraged for six months and older, there's age restriction at the pharmacy. Check with your local pharmacist for more information. Yeah, and were you surprised to hear that 35% of flu shots in Canada are given by pharmacists every year? I'm surprised it's only 35%. I mean, this year, however, the number is expected to be higher. I will surely have to get my running shoes ready. <laughs> running shoes? Actually, when you get flu shots, isn't it nice? You get to sit down for a change. For like... Two minutes. <laughs> but, but I guess with the amount of people that will be coming in, that might be a lot of two minutes. That's right. It all adds up. Yeah. I can only imagine when the COVID-19 vaccines come out, the line does, uh, the line up probably would be astronomical, don't you think? Yeah, that might be an understatement. We'll have to get our dart guns ready. Just joking. We're very good at flu shots and giving all kind of shots. But in all seriousness, don't be afraid of getting a flu shot this year because of the pandemic. All healthcare professionals giving the flu shot this year will be wearing PPE, that is personal protective equipment, and they'll also be spacing out when patients arrive and requiring them to wear a mask when they get their flu shot. And of course, this goes without saying, but patients will also be screened for any COVID symptoms or exposure. Well, that's the end of our segment. Thank you for supporting this podcast, since this is a new podcast and we really want to expand our listeners. To help us do that, we would love for you to take a moment head to where you listen to a show, and hit subscribe. Thank you for helping us get the word out. We really appreciate it. Curious Music is performed by Bonsai Memo, written by Andrew Southwell and Jimmy Harry. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only and should not be taken as medical advice. As every individual is unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Got me through